Welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Why, hello, lovely people. Welcome back to the Heart of Dating podcast today. It is actually my birthday month officially. And in fact, you guys, this week is my birthday week. So that means that nothing at all is going to steal my joy this week. I'm excited for this time because I just want to sit back and really reflect on how incredible the Heart of Dating conference was. It exceeded every expectation. And I also want to say this. I'm so thankful for all of the brand new community that got introduced to us. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast. Welcome, my new friend. I and we are so glad that you are here. And I just want to let you know that there are a few ways for you to get involved with us specifically. We'd love to include you in our community. So first and foremost, we have a lot of podcast content. So I want to encourage you to go back, scroll through and take a peek at what we have back in the archives. You can look at titles and the podcast summaries. And chances are, if you have a dating question, we have probably answered it here at some point or another. The podcast here, the Heart of Dating podcast, is the heartbeat of all that we do at Heart of Dating. Also on that note, if you are new here and if you're enjoying what you're listening to, would you do me a quick favor, say a birthday favor? Would you take one minute to rank and review us on iTunes? You guys know that I am a goal-centered person if you know me, and if you don't know me, well, I'm an Enneagram 3 and I love setting goals. And I was just talking to my team and I said, you know what, it would be so cool if in August, my birthday month, we got to a thousand rankings and reviews. So that is my birthday wish. For my birthday, if you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast, would you do that this month? It is super easy. You just go to the podcast main page on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to where it says stars and write a review, and then hit five stars and write us just a quick short review. It would mean the world if you did that. Okay, other ways to get involved. We have a party going on over on Instagram, always at all times, at at Heart of Dating, and then for me personally over at at Kateness. We just love connecting with you guys. We try to post as much helpful content as possible, so come join us over there. And then lastly, I want to invite you to our private Heart of Dating Facebook community. We have thousands of singles and dating couples in this private group talking about wisdom and growing in God and the frustrations and the successes in their dating lives. Our group also does Bible studies and game nights and worship nights, and some of them are even going through the conference together right now. So if you want to be a part of that, visit facebook.com forward slash heart of dating. You can go ahead and like our heart of dating Facebook page, then go to groups on the left hand side and click to join the private Facebook community. I'm just so grateful for all of you guys and all of our brand new friends. So welcome. We are in this together. Okay, guys, let's talk about the episode for today. I just love this couple, Rachel and Harold Earls. They recently came out with a book called A Higher Calling, Pursuing Love, Faith, and Mount Everest for a Greater Purpose. It is such a rich and easy read all at the same time, and after reading their story, I knew I had to have them on to share more. Here's a little bit more about them. 
Captain Harold Earls IV is an active duty army officer currently serving as the commander of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Harold is a graduate of West Point and he is U.S. Army Airborne Ranger qualified. Harold has been featured on ABC News, The Weather Channel, USA Today, and many other outlets. Rachel Earls is a beloved blogger, business owner, founder of the Earls Family Foundation, an army wife, and a mother. She hosts Earls Family Vlogs, which has 39 million views on YouTube and half a million subscribers who tune in regularly for Rachel and Harold's discussions on faith, family, life, and love. In addition, they together have more than 300,000 social media followers. Right now, Rachel and Harold live in Washington, D.C., where they're raising their two sons, Leo and Wyatt. You guys, I just love Rachel and Harold's dynamic. I think what I learned the most from them today was that a long-distance relationship is possible and can be really incredible with great communication. I also learned that you never know what's going to happen in your love story, so it's important to release very specific expectations. And then lastly, I love that we talked about sacrifice and how vital sacrifice is in order for a relationship to thrive. We have to be willing to get uncomfortable, and often in singleness, we don't really know how to do that today. We just don't. So I think it's great practice and really amazing to hear from Rachel and Harold on how they were able to do that together. So needless to say, I think you're going to love this episode. Without further ado, here's my combo with Rachel and Harold Earls. Rachel and Harold, hey, you guys, welcome to Heart of Dating today. Hey, thanks for having us on. We're so excited. <laughs> I love it, you guys. It's so exciting to finally connect virtually. I know you guys are all the way over on the East Coast, and I'm over here on the West Coast. So we're just <laughs> hanging out right now from each coast, right? <laughs> Hey, hey, anything virtually nowadays. I know, right? Well, I'm so thrilled because we were just talking about this before, but you guys launched an incredible book back in June, and we were talking all about the writing process. And I honestly cannot even imagine what it would be like to co-write a book with somebody. (laughs) Would you tell everyone a little bit about you guys and then also your book that you just came out with? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I am a captain in the United States Army, and so we are active duty. And my wife and I, so we have two kids. We have a three-year-old, and we actually have a baby who's taking a nap right now. Fingers <laughs> crossed that he doesn't wake up during this podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah. And um, we also have a YouTube channel, Earl's Family Vlogs, where we kind of have um, our online community where we just share our daily life and Um, our faith. And so we wrote this book um, during our first year of marriage. My husband, Harold, decided to climb Mount Everest. Um, I know, like what a crazy feat. And talking about just writing a book in general, another Everest um, of its own. (laughs) Seriously. Oh my gosh. I I learned, I learned that Rachel's grammar is much better than (laughs) my grammar. (laughs) The things you learn. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, speaking of grammar, that's like, I'm so thankful for the copy editors because I'm like, um, I am not like the best at grammar either. (laughs) That's incredible. Tell us the name of your book. I don't even think we said it yet. So what's the name of your book? And give us like a synopsis. I'm sure we're going to be going into more of that today, but would love to just hear that from you guys. Yeah. So the title of our book is called A Higher Calling, and then it's Pursuing Love, Faith, and Mount Everest for a greater purpose. So to give you kind of the, the you know, 30 second rundown, uh, I came up with a pretty crazy idea. I wrote on my bucket list when I was at West Point, I was a cadet. 
And at the very top of that list was climb Mount Everest. And so essentially I started doing everything that I could to make that happen. Well, all of that took place in our first year of marriage. So it's kind of the intertwining of our love story and us falling in love, but then obviously being pulled away and doing something that is incredibly dangerous um, and really just kind of the adversity and how we overcame that together. It also details a story of us um, getting pregnant for the first time. And so just the journey there and the worries um, and, of course, like our faith journey uh, along the way. Yeah, it is such a good story and so well written. It's so easy to read, too. And honestly, I love books like that these days because it's easy to fly through it and just feel connected to both of your hearts and your stories. I personally love reading books that are co-written and to really understand people's stories, even though I can imagine. It's like we said, so much harder to do because I can't imagine if I had somebody else while I was writing my book be like, hey, so actually it didn't happen that way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I feel For like, sure. wait, occasionally I'd look over and be like, girl, what's she writing over there? I'd be typing. She's like, what are you writing? <laughs> well, the cool thing was when you went to go write your piece, you might be reading their piece for the first yeah. time. So you're really oh. reacting to it and you'll see that. Yeah. There's stuff in the book, specifically um, a time that Harold talks about his dad during a, a dangerous part on the mountain. Maybe I'll let him tell that story, but he never even told me that story. And so I read it for the first time and just tears coming oh. down my face. And so I reacted kind of right then. Well, yeah, I mean, and same the very first time. So I left Rachel a farewell message and it was in case that I never came back down very difficult for me to get through and to do. Um, and so it was an audio recording. And so I did the audio recording, but then we transcribed it. So, you know, it's all in the book. And, uh, and the first time Rachel saw that she then started writing immediately after that. So like the emotion that is in the book, and I'm, I'm sure you can, you can attest to it. It's so deep and raw. Um, it's really powerful. So, yeah, I totally felt that as I was reading too. And well, I'd also love for you to tell us when you decided to use, I don't know if you already said it, but when did you decide to make this climb and how was that? Like that decision can come about. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a good old Georgia boy, born and raised in Georgia. And so our <laughs> tallest mountain is not even 5,000 feet. And, oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I don't like the cold. I don't like mountains. So for me, it was a personal thing, right? I personally was drawn to something that would be challenging for me. Um, but I think that what I didn't really realize, and it's kind of beautiful how God kind of works through all this, is up until that point in time, I was a senior, a firstie, as we call it at West Point. I had only made decisions out of self-interest because I had only been concerned about me. And that was kind of the first time that I was learning that life was not just about me, right? And so quite frankly, I, I made the decision solely thinking about me. And I think the beautiful thing is how God, as, as we really dive into this story, how God really turned that into something that I couldn't even see into something far more beautiful than I ever could have possibly hoped for. And in relation to our relationship, we were just newly engaged yes. when he had come up with the idea. Yep. <laughs> um, I had already graduated from college. And so I was kind of, you know, off doing some stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a huge thing to know we were not only just walking into our marriage, but also taking on this incredible challenge and what that would mean for us, especially as newlyweds, knowing that this is a, a like a deadly venture. It's not, yeah. you know, just, you know, something crazy. This mean is life or death. You know, this is the future of our family. Everything that we had been praying for 
like my entire life, you know, it could just be taken away. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I can't even imagine Rachel. You guys, I also, we, I want to dive so much into your story. And because it's a dating podcast, I want to also back it up a little bit too. So people can understand your process of as before you even got engaged and some of the things that happened along the way. And what I loved reading at the beginning of your book was kind of some of those fun details that I actually think you guys really apply to today. So as we all know, we're in this midst of a global pandemic. And one of the things I loved about your story initially is also that you guys met through Facebook DMs. <laughs> Before DMing was actually cool. Right? Yeah, I know. Totally. Where it's like, okay, this creeper in my inbox, right? <laughs> I think he's a real person. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about that because today I actually do encourage like, hey, totally fine to meet people through social media. I'm fine with that. So tell us a little bit. You guys were some of the first people to do that. So what was that like? <laughs> yeah. So we had the OG DMers. Right yeah. yeah. So to give you some, some context, it goes back to, so my best friend in the whole world, Tommy Ferguson, uh, is cousins with Rachel. And so growing up my senior year in high school um, and through on, he was like, Hey man, I have this awesome cousin. She's a redhead. You totally need to meet her. And for the longest time, I was like, dude, man, I'm just like not into redheads, you know, like, it's not like, I don't know. <laughs> I just said no. And then eventually he showed me a picture of her and I was like, dude, what in the world? Why have you not shown Why me? Why are you hiding? Her? Of her? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> so, uh, without revealing too much from the book, basically, uh, he, he made it sound like he had totally cleared the way already talked to Rachel, his cousin was like, Hey man, you know, you should totally reach out to her yada, yada. So I shot her a message on Facebook. I, I put in a bunch of time. I crafted this really nice message and I sent her a message. Yeah. And, you know, back then it was not normal, I guess, to just be messaging right. strangers. And so at the time, I mean, I wouldn't even accept anybody that I didn't know. Um, but I saw our mutual friends and it was just my family members. And so I was You're like, like oh, okay, problem, like a distant cousin, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, like I probably should. And then he comes in to, to my Facebook messages you know, all just trying sliding to, in, you yeah, know, just trying <laughs> to slide into those DMs on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was really cool though, because I had just gone through a season of healing where I had been in a relationship prior that I thought I saw my future with, and it didn't end up, you know, to be the case. Um, but I was really heartbroken over that. And so I had spent time like really just pursuing the Lord instead of, you know, guys kind of pushing them away yeah. for a while. Um, and I remember just like praying that day before, just like praying to God, like, Hey, in your timing, you know, just like, give me a sign that it's out there. Like it'll happen. It's okay if it's not now. And then here comes Harold <laughs> of all names too. Right? Hey, no. yes. <laughs> and I, oh I think we kind of just knew something was a little different from the get go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that part of your story. And I was just like reading through, I'm like, oh yes, they met on DMs. We're bringing this up because um, <laughs> one of the things I've been telling people right now is like, hey guys, I know you can't see people as much in real life, but the DMs are real. And um, we have another great friends of ours, Jamal and Natasha Miller. They run Epic Ministry, but they also met through Facebook DMs and there's a lot of people. And then my friend Arden Bevere, he, he met Christian, his now wife, also through 
through uh, Instagram DMs. So I'm like, come on, y'all. There are people that are meeting through the DMs. So I just had to bring that you, Rachel and Harold, that you guys met through the DMs. <laughs> pro tip, pro tip as well for anyone listening. Yes. I would actually, I was nervous that she would respond real quick and then I'd have to like, you know, be like in a back and forth conversation. So I actually, confession, would draft a message in and mark myself word, get it just right when I thought I was super clever and then send it to Rachel. However, then one day, one day, uh, it didn't really work out so well. She replied pretty quick. So, and you're like, was, oh no, she can see my three dots. <laughs> she can see yeah. I saw it already. Yeah, that's always the part. It's like, oh no, do I have to respond right now? That's so adorable though. Yeah, <laughs> composing the message in advance. I love that. Um, well, also in tandem with this, something that I want people to know that's really unique about your story in the beginning, the dating process is you guys actually didn't live in the same city. And I want to bring this up too, just because specifically, again, this global pandemic, that it is very challenging for singles and couples to date right now. So we have couples who maybe were already dating, but because of the pandemic and what have you, they haven't seen each other quite as much potentially because of some of the travel restrictions. And then on the other end, you have singles who uh, aren't meeting people. And so I've been trying to encourage people like, hey, what about long distance? Would you be open to it? I mean, whether you live in the same city or not, you're probably gonna have to do some virtual dating anyway. So I would love to hear from you guys just how that process kind of worked for you with long distance and how you were able to be intentional and how it worked out for you. Yeah. So we were actually long distance all the way from when we met up until when we got married. Yeah. Um, and so that was 2012 up until 2015 when we got married. And I will not lie. Long distance is of course challenging, but I truly believe um, being able to overcome and learning so much about communication, you have to put communication first when you're in a long distance relationship that it has strengthened our marriage for sure. so much. We're, we didn't go through the beginning stages of marriage, then trying to figure out how to communicate. We had done that because of our long distance relationship. Well, I, I think that you get, sometimes you get distracted by like all the other distractions, the physical mm -hmm. attraction or kind of masks, you know, maybe some underlying things that really need to work out pretty early on. You know, I, I think that where I think I failed early on in the whole long distance thing is really in two areas. One, I felt like as a man, I needed to be the strong one in our relationship. I'll never forget, you know, we were talking one night and this was sitting in my barracks room and it was late at night. I had to go to bed, but Rachel was like, Hey, I really miss you. And I didn't want to tell her that I missed her because it mm -hmm. felt like I was like being weak in a way and kind of like oh, wow. succumbing to the distance. So I always wanted to be strong. Like, Hey, it's okay. I'll see you soon. So I'd always try to like build up and never say I miss you. And that actually like created a riff for a bit because you're like, I like want it's okay to miss me. And and I think that I didn't realize that. Um and I think too the communication piece on top of that. So like I was very busy being a cadet at West Point. They give you all sorts of, of, of things that you have to do. Um, but I wouldn't communicate my schedule well, right? So there would be times when if I didn't tell her at all what I was doing that day or that night, you know, it could lead lead to lead to issues. Whereas if I just said, "Hey, I'm busy. I'm not going to be able to talk for this amount of time." At least she knew what I was doing. Yeah, definitely. Like you, you just don't want to leave somebody hanging, you know. So just like being clear about your schedules, what you have going on, um, and that gives the other person 
freedom in yeah. space and freedom because otherwise they're just kind of waiting around and nobody likes to be waiting around you know <laughs> yes. um and, and my other thing would be like just don't play games nobody wants to play games either it's confusing it's not a good way to start out your relationship you just have to be clear you know and so don't be afraid to ask questions what are you looking for like what are you ready for um and making sure your core values really align because I, especially if you're thinking long game marriage you're looking for one person right and so you're not just looking for anybody and so even just thinking about well maybe I think people get in their head like, well, if I ask this question, maybe it'll turn them away. Well, then guess what? That's not your person. Um, and then you'll be one step closer to finding that person. Man, preacher girl. Yeah, girl. You got it. I love that. Well, I just love that you guys can speak to this. And you did long distance for three years. And so, you know, I hear so many couples are just like, I just or not couples necessarily, but singles are like, nope, not even going to consider it. And I love to hear testimonies from people who are real, like it's not easy, but let's be honest, dating itself is also a journey that isn't always the easiest in general. But I love that you guys can honestly say like, hey, it actually helped our communication so much. And what I love too, and just reading your story is like you had intense connection and physical attraction for one another, but being able to really emotionally just without all those other distractions, get to know one another. There's also something really special about that without getting your mind all clouded, right? <laughs> oh, I feel like you honestly have the opportunity to know someone so much quicker mm. through long distance because you don't have those barriers. Like yeah. no doubt if I were with Harold, like on a first date or whatever, I would be like, is he going to kiss me? Right. You yeah. know, like <laughs> processing through my brain. Oh my gosh. His hand is like, you know, 10 inches away from my hand like should I make a move should he make a move you know like you're just so caught up in those little things which is fun and exciting um but just think about how fun and exciting that is when you guys do get to finally see each other um and you'll just know each other on such a deeper level so it'll make those you know little moments even more powerful because there will be meaning behind it mm. That's so good. And something else that I think you hit the nail on the head, like communicating also just what your schedule is. And I think when you're doing long distance, what's so important is commute, like for both parties to communicate, like, Hey, this is how I communicate. And this is how I like to receive communication for both people yeah. to be able to talk about that. Because let's say I'm a girl that loves to be contacted a lot. And then the dude's like, I don't really use text messaging ever, you For know, sure. and that's which is me. honestly a lot. Yeah. And I hear that. I don't want to stereotype it, but that's actually the case. A lot of the time where lots of guys are like, I just don't text like ever, you know, and I'm not a phone person. So that's okay. But figuring out what the medium balance is for you guys, because if the guy's not texting may not be because he's not thinking about you or not interested in you. It may just be like, he doesn't use his phone that much, but you're never going to know that unless you have that conversation, kind of that manage expectations conversation, I like to say, right? Yeah. And nothing is worse than making up assumptions in your head. You know, right? like that's yes. the quickest way, way to cause a problem in a relationship is because you just created a whole story that doesn't even exist in your own head that wouldn't be there if you just communicated through it. You asked the questions. <laughs> yeah. 
Rachel's like, oh man, he's not texting me back. I'm not sure he's into me. And it's like, oh, I just took a nap and woke up. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. And meanwhile, we're creating this whole story like, oh my gosh, he's going to end things. Did I say something wrong? What is my last communications? Did I use too many emojis? Did I use not enough exclamations? Like what happened? And meanwhile, he's like, I just was napping. Like, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, you guys, I have a message quickly for my lady friends. I am in my 30s and I am yet to be married. As such, it's crossed my mind a time or two about my fertility status. Now, if you're a woman, especially over 30, you've probably thought about this as well. And if I'm being that much more honest, I just haven't really wanted to go to the doctor to figure out where I stand with my fertility. But if you're curious like me about your fertility and want to stop being anxious about something you just have no idea about, then I want to share with you a brand that can possibly ease your mind here. It's called Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility makes finding out about your fertility possible with easy at-home fertility hormone testing. When it comes to fertility, I've just thought, oh, I'll just wait and see what happens. But some of that is a bit odd in terms of logic because do we wait and see what's gonna happen with our finances or career or school? Why do we do wait and see when it comes to something as important as fertility? I believe in this space, knowledge is power, and I want you to be able to make the best decision for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger in life than having a child, but for many women, when it comes to fertility, it's a big question mark and it can cause so much anxiety. So that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. All you have to do is mail in your results with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results back within 10 days. Now, traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility is only $159 to get the exact same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com heart, you can get $20 off of your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars on Modern Fertility as well. You guys, it's so great. You will get insight into how many eggs you have, your hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags that might be happening. And you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. So if you do want kids today, or maybe one day, I wanna encourage you, get the information you need right now so you can start preparing for that decision in your life. Go to modernfertility.com heart, and you can get $20 off your test today. So I want to share with you a product I have been loving that I think you're going to love as well. Now, in this quarantine season specifically, I have just been trying to take some better care of myself. I've been working on my skincare regimen. I've been trying to work out as much as I possibly can. And then one area that I've really spent some love and care on is with my hair care routine. A few years back, I was actually platinum blonde. Yep, indeed, I basically had white blonde hair, but needless to say, I've been trying to grow and lengthen and make my hair really healthy ever since then. Now, I am one of those people that loves recommendations from people I trust. So for the last few years, I've been asking friends who have amazing hair, I'm like, what shampoo and conditioner do you use? I need to use it right now. Then I would find the product, buy it, and I would try it out. And I gotta say this, it never exactly works the same for me as it does for other people until I finally found a genie in a bottle hair product that is literally built custom just for me. It's called Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty saved my hair life, you guys. It is hair care that is formulated specifically for you. No matter your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, and treatments to fit your unique needs. 
Function of Beauty has over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure your formula is as unique to you as possible. This is how it works. First, you take a short quiz to really find out more about your hair. Then Function of Beauty's team determines the right blend of ingredients for your specific hair. Then they bottle your custom formula to order. You can even decide what color you want your products to be and the fragrance that you want it to smell like. Then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute customized bottle. They even print your name on it, okay? It's so cute. Their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. Function of Beauty is not just the first ever custom hair care brand, it's actually the internet's top-rated customized hair care brand. They have over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. So you can go to functionofbeauty.com heart to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. You can purchase one time or you could do a subscription model, whatever is best for you. So go to functionofbeauty.com forward slash heart for 20% off and then let them know that you heard about this from Heart of Dating. I love Function and Beauty and so grateful that they helped me transform my hair. There's another thing I wanted to ask you guys. You saw some obvious qualities about each other early on, and you mentioned too that you saw yourselves growing and becoming a better person. And Rachel, you say that specifically. It's a quote. You said, I saw myself growing and becoming a better person because of Harold. And clearly that meant so much to you guys leading into then when you found out about his dream to climb Mount Everest. So how did that impact your relationship and how is that important even to you guys this day? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So gosh, Harold is, man, he's such a big dreamer and like (laughs) he believes it with all of his heart, but not just for himself, for the people in his life. And Mm. me before I met Harold, and I feel like most people, honestly, we set so many limitations on ourselves. We see other people reaching goals, um, falling in love, whatever it may be. And we think that's great for them, but like that can't happen for me. Mm-hmm. And Harold is the type of person that says, yes, it can. Um, and so immediately he just saw so much more in me than I believed was possible um, and helped me believe that it was possible too. And so I feel like I've grown in my own confidence and in just the way that the Lord has gifted me um, and knowing like, well, if God gave me these gifts, like it is, it is possible, you know, like I can reach X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. Um, And I just, I hope that our book is a little bit of that for every person that reads it um, to inspire them to know that they are capable of every single dream on their heart Um, because we all need someone in our life that, you know, tells us that. Something I I learned from Rachel, which man, yeah, really lucky to have you, but I, it was really cool. Like early on in life, I have, I've always been a dreamer, Um, but what I haven't ever experienced was Someone not only like the first time I told her about Everest, I was nervous, right? Like all it would take is one thing for her to be like, hey, I don't like it. And it would have ended right there, right? Um, But not only did she say like, hey, I support you. That's awesome. Chase your dreams. She said, what can I do to come alongside you? How can I make this dream happen with you? What can I do? Staying up late at night, creating logos, 
um, helping with so many things. She's like, I'm running this dream with you and we're going to make this happen together. And Mm -hmm. I learned so much about relationships and just a partnership and what true love really is by seeing that in her. What you guys are bringing up right now is something so important because I know you guys got married a little younger, but we have so many people in our community that are like in their late 20s and their 30s and their 40s, right? And I think the good part about being single in those years is you get to know yourself really well personally as a person. But sometimes the downside of being single that long is that you believe things should be done a very specific way and you're really good at taking care of your life and your lifestyle and you have things kind of just set the way you want them to. And so there's almost a mindset of like, I want somebody to fit perfectly in my life, be fully supportive of just all my dreams. And you kind of are absent to the fact and don't think about like, well, maybe this other person, it could be some of their differences could be really good for you. Or what about their dreams that they have? Right. And so we kind of lose the sense of being able to be sacrificial and we don't really know what that's like. And I talked to so many singles that struggle with that. So I'd love to just even dive into that a little bit more on how you guys were able to really, because I can't even imagine Rachel hearing like, oh, I'm going to climb Mount Everest. I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know if I could do that. But your response to Harold, like he just explained, is so beautiful in that picture of just true sacrificial love. I'd love to just hear more about that. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes with really having that grasp of what, you know, marriage is, is Mm -hmm. it is crossing over from being a little bit selfish, um, to it's not only your dream anymore, it's somebody else's. And so it's figuring out that together. And I know like, shoot, if I have a dream, I'm going to want support. Right. And so, I know my whole life, all I've ever wanted was to feel supported. And so I wanted to give that to my husband knowing also, well, these dreams aren't here for no reason, you know, like I know who he is. And if this is the, where God is calling him, um, then I also have to be faithful to that. And so it's, it's kind of a combination between choosing what's best for us together and, being faithful that God has a bigger plan within it as well. I think where I honestly fail, especially early on, was I always felt like I had what was best in my eyes. And I knew that whatever I saw in my eyes, that was my purpose. That was my mission. But what I think I failed to realize is that God was always crafting something more beautiful than I could craft. Um, And so I think, I mean, even look at, even look at right now, how God used the Everest expedition, right? We went on to raise awareness for post-traumatic stress to help soldiers in need. Um, and use that and that awareness, but then also after that, then to write a book, right? To have a book and then be on this podcast here where we're talking to people listening who may need to hear the very things that we struggled at right now. So it's beautiful how God can take something that you can't yet see and turn it into something, something beautiful. And I think he does that in relationships all the time. Yeah. And I think that you know, marriage, it's the long haul, right? And sometimes we're also short-sighted. It's like, no, that doesn't work out for me right now in this moment. Okay. Well, how is that going to affect us long-term? Like I for sure believe if I didn't support Harold, it would have created a wedge between us, like without a doubt. Also setting the foundation for that as well of, okay, well, I didn't support him here. Why is he going to support me when I have something that I want to do versus, because I did choose to come alongside him. Now 
it's kind of just part of our rhythm as yeah. we each take on something farther along in our marriage, you know, cause it wasn't just about that first year. It's how can I stand next to you, get in the dirty nitty gritty stuff and do this with you. Well, I think what's cool is, is you, you know, Rachel, she has a YouTube channel. And, and so when you started that, what was really cool is Rachel had always been interested in like something, you know, media or maybe like a news anchor. She didn't know what that dream or what that passion was. She just knew she had a passion for something videography. But what was cool is really how you were able to follow that dream. And now together we were able to do that together, yeah. which is kind of a cool thing. How God shaped that and that dream, which is now like you have this amazing community, mm-hmm. right? That God was able to use both of us to kind of shape that. Yeah, that is really cool, actually, to think about, you know, like my dream kind of became something that worked for the both of us as well. And even maybe the Everest stuff as well, just how I was able to grow through that season. It might not have been the exact same thing as what Harold did, um, (laughs) but I think growth just can come through every single season that we walk through if we choose it. Yeah, I think something I'm picking up from what you're saying is just that every story looks different, you know? And so we have this picture sometimes in our mind of like how it's supposed to exactly a hundred percent go. And if it's not like that, we're like, I'm giving up or I'm running the opposite way, Mm -hmm. or maybe this isn't right or from God, if it's not exactly how I pictured. But I mean, Mm -hmm. I can, as you've already said, there's no way you could have predicted like Harold be like, Hey, so I want to climb Mount Everest. (laughs) And I'm, you know, and you had that decision of like, okay, Maybe this is not ever something I would have thought or expected, but what does it mean to lean into God, to surrender, to trust, and to support this person whom I love, you know? And I think that just releasing expectation in a way of exactly how things are supposed to look, because look at how God did use it. I mean, you guys wrote this book because of this. And Rachel, you started this amazing vlog on YouTube and have this amazing community that now you guys can both be invested in. So just Mm -hmm. such a cool opportunity to say, well, God does always exceed our expectation. While it may not look like what we thought initially, God may being faithful, leaning into that, trusting it and being sacrificial. Like we don't, we never know exactly how he may use that one day. Exactly. And, that, and that, honestly, that's what life is all about. I think that, you know, we, we say that sometimes it will turn into more beautiful things than you could possibly see. But sometimes on the flip side, too, it may present a, a huge challenge that you didn't yes. see. I remember very early on in our relationship, this is about a month after we had met, my parents actually got a divorce. Uh, wow. I, yes, yes. You I came, uh, you know, just from a really great family. Um, they, they still are just incredible. And for to see two, two of my parents, you know, they get a divorce that like shook me to the core. Honestly, I, I didn't know how to deal with that. Um, but what it did is during that time, it was so hard as one of those unexpected moments, but it has shaped us and our relationship. And I honestly feel like we are so much stronger because of that, because that was at the forefront of our mind during that time. And, and so I think that's one of those unexpected moments, um, where, where I didn't want or didn't hope for, but like, we now are like, Hey, we choose love every day and we're stronger because of it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, there's some quote, I don't even know exactly what it is, but something about just like your biggest struggles can also be your biggest story. Mm. You know, I mean, our book, you know, was probably one of the hardest times in our life. And so don't necessarily, you know, back away from that, but maybe lean into it a little bit. Mm. 
Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Something else I loved about your story too is that, Harold, you're off on this incredible adventure, which is also incredibly daunting and scary and all the things I can imagine. And then, so I want to hear a little bit more about that. And simultaneously, Rachel, you didn't just stay at home twiddling your thumbs, worrying. You also did some adventure as well, which I think is so powerful because I think some of us would be like, oh, I'm just going to sit in fear. I'd love to hear kind of both of you guys, Harold, about you leaving and some of that. I know it's a there's so much more in the book, but then Rachel also about just what you did that year as well. Yeah. So on, on my end, honestly, I, I wish that I could have said, you know, like leaving Rachel was like super challenging and incredibly emotional. But honestly, I was so focused on the mission at hand, you know, of climbing Everest. Like that's where my mind and focus was at. Um, yeah. You know, it definitely made it hard. Like we would talk and stuff like with a satellite phone, but like my sole focus was on that mountain, um, which definitely presented some challenges. We, without diving too much, we got some really uh, rough situations on the mountain. Some that were very, very dangerous, which put Rachel in a very tough spot back home as she got broken pieces of information. Um, but that's what I was going through. My sole focus was on getting to the, getting to the top. And quite honestly, it was at all cost, um, which yeah. is not a healthy place to be. Um, on, on my side, you know, when it comes to relationships, it's really important to also know yourself individually, right? Mm -hmm. Because you are such a strong component of that relationship. Um, and so I knew that if I were to stay at home, like I love adventure too, you know, did I want to freeze my butt off climbing Mount Everest? No, but <laughs> was I'm with I your little, girl. Yeah. yeah, like who wants to do that? But was I a little bit like, dang, like, where's my adventure? Yeah. And I knew that would lead to resentment, right? Which would not be healthy for our relationship. And so I, I knew that I needed to just make my own story as well. And so I set off traveling. I went to Guatemala and Ireland and Scotland and to Nashville to some friends and stuff. Um, And that was such a unique opportunity for me to grow as an individual again. Um, Why are you laughing? (laughs) I'm just, I just think of like, I literally be at like, you know, advanced base camp, camp one. I call it from like 20,000 feet and I'm like expecting her to be like in Nashville. I'm just like, Hi, I'm in wherever, Guatemala. Hi, I'm in Colorado. Hi. I'm like, what is going on on the other end? Like, <laughs> but I mean, even speaking to long distance, right? Like just choosing to live your life during those waiting periods is so important, you know, um, because that, that resentment is really easy to set in. Like, I will not lie, especially being a military wife. I mean, you give up so much like there's so much sacrifice and so you also have to choose life um and so i not only gained confidence in myself being able to know hey i can actually figure out my way around a country by myself yeah. without getting so lost even though i am incredibly directionally terrible <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um but also just like really kind of going back to before I met Harold, when I was just pursuing the Lord with all of my heart, um, just having that total reliance on him again, uh, without Harold, you know, like with that understanding, I, I could lose my husband. And so how am I going to survive? And uh, like, literally that would only be by the Lord picking me up and carrying me. Um, and Mm -hmm. so just, spending that time with him, um, was really, really good for me. I love it. 
Well, there's something else too. Just through this journey, you guys obviously just had such a vision to really make a difference in the world. And I know, Harold, that had so much to do with why you even made this trek in the first place. But I'm so curious on how you guys are walking that out in your marriage. And then because I want to ask this question, especially because I believe that dating today, we often go into it for very selfish reasons of like, I just want to feel good. I want, it's all about me. It's about me just getting somebody that I can do life with, but it's like very self-centered, you know, versus also having a kingdom mind mindset of like, what is, how are we together going to glorify God? And does being with this person actually, is that better? Because together we can glorify God even better for the world. And so how did that work for you guys, especially through this journey? Well, I personally have always had the mindset of wanting to make a difference in my life. Like from a early age, that was kind of like my tagline. Like even in my emails, I would like make a difference, you know, oh, like cute. my early on blog posts, make a difference, you know, like, but you know, Rachel or whatever. Um, but the thing about, you know, this time in our life was really grasping the fragility of life. You know, um, I think that just absolutely changes you. Um, and so knowing, okay, we don't know what this time span is that we have. And so we want to use it. Um, right. And so when Harold was climbing Everest, there was a purpose there. Like they were climbing for soldier mental health and, um, suicide. And so just knowing, Hey, everything that we do, let's do it with purpose. And we actually have our little kind of tagline, I guess, when we close our, our YouTube blogs is love God, love people, make a difference and be thankful. Um, and that's, that's kind of what, how we want to live our life every day and inspire other people to do as well. So I guess in a way we would say that's our higher calling, if you will, Um, (laughs) from the book. (laughs) <laughs> you know, just had to tie it in there. Yeah, you just tie that to right on in. I love that. It's so good, you guys. Well, that's just so good and so key because I I do think that hearing how this all played out for you guys, just all the the you know the struggles and the communication, the long distance, the unexpected, mm-hmm. and then now tying it all back to see how God is really using it for this higher calling, for this purpose to really first you know spread joy and encouragement and hope to people, but in what you're doing right now, even through your marriage, it's its own personal testimony. So you guys, I'm so thankful for you both. And I want everyone to go and get your book and just learn more about the story because it's such an easy book to read. It's so encouraging and it is like a page turner at some points for sure. And so I'm going to, I want to end this interview by asking you guys the last question we ask every listener. Okay. And that is what would be your final nugget of dating advice for the heart of dating listeners today. Mm. I wow. got something to you. Oh, I got something too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, and and part of this too is like we we actually just celebrated our five year wedding anniversary. Hey, happy <laughs> anniversary, guys! <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I say that all because it's like you know it's a journey. We don't have anything or everything figured out, right? Yeah, um, yeah. We definitely have had some challenging experiences, but one thing I think that really st- stood out for me and we, we put this part in the book and my best friend and I, we, we love this quote. You know what I'm going to say? Yes, that's what I was going to yeah, say. I love that one. So <laughs> Stanley, a uh, pastor we listen oh, to yes. often, 
uh, said, become the person that the person you're looking for is looking for. And I love that because it's saying like, Hey, rather than saying, I'm just going to constantly be looking for someone. I'm going to focus on becoming the very best Mm -hmm. version of myself that God intended me to be. And my only hopes is that whoever God has for me, they're doing the same thing. They're working Mm -hmm. on becoming the very best, most godly person that they possibly can. And then someday we're going to meet and that's going to be special because I'll tell you, if I would have met Rachel, let's say in high school, I was not the man that I needed to be, um, you know, and I don't think she would have liked me. (laughs) So I think that's, what's cool is that God is constantly working on you, right. To become that person. And then same with, you know, whoever that person is that you're looking for as well. Yeah. And to go off of that, Harold actually said this in the book as well. Is I got all the good relationship advice. Uh, (laughs) All the quotable lines. Yes. Learned from me, honey. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, is to take it that step further, right? Because it's not just about that initial finding the person, right? Especially in marriage. Okay, well, it doesn't stop there. Now it's continuing to be that person. Mm -hmm. I think often that's the problem is we're like, okay, I found you. My work is done. (laughs) And so you're not being as intentional. You're not trying to be better. You're not really showing up um, for them as much. You're not putting that best foot forward. Um, And that's really where it matters most. Yeah, I took that approach for a few months after Everest in between Rainer School. Not a good approach. That's (laughs) probably when he actually was like the hardest for us in our marriage was I was being like very selfish just like me I kind of just like stop putting the effort you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true it's a constant growing process actually Tim Keller talks about this in the meaning of marriage just how you Mm -hmm. always need to be checking in and growing together with your partner like otherwise a season may pass and that's why you hear people say like I don't even know who they are anymore. Or I fell in love with a different person. It's because you haven't continuously focused on growing together. And because of that, you can have seasons where you may grow differently because we're always growing in some capacity, whether it's in a negative direction or in a positive direction. So anyway, you guys, this is so great. I would love for everyone to just get connected to you if they haven't already. Would you share just the ways they can do that and how they can get your amazing book? Yeah, for sure. So to get our book, you can go to earls.org. That's E-A-R-L-S dot org. And then you can find us on YouTube uh, with Rachel's YouTube channel at Earls Family Vlogs. And then on Instagram at Harold Earls IV or Rachel Earls. <laughs> Love it. Friends, this is so incredible. I love being able to connect with you from across the country, (laughs) coast to coast. And so thank you so much for just sharing part of your story and your hearts with us today. Hey, and I just want to say thank you to you as well. I mean, we've done several interviews and you are just like so authentic and, you know, we can just feel your joy and enthusiasm. And that really means a lot. So, and I'm sure that your listeners feel that every single time. So just thank you for being you and and following this calling of yours as well. Oh, thanks, Rachel. That's so sweet. <laughs> hey, and, and, and the guys, you guys that are listening as well, know that we're praying for you and we're thinking about you, mm-hmm. especially those that are single. I, I know that, you know, that was something that like when I was single, it's definitely like always on your heart, right? Um, yeah. So just know that we're thinking about you, we're praying about you. I know that God definitely has big plans for each and every one of you that's listening. Know that he loves you so much um, and that, that life has some pretty awesome things headed your way. I love it. He has a higher calling for each one of us. Hey. <laughs> love it. I had to do it. Well, thank you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. You guys, don't you just love Rachel and Harold? 
I think they're honestly so sweet and truly genuine people. I wanna encourage you, pick up a copy of their book, A Higher Calling. I think it's one of the best quarantine reads right now because it isn't too heavy, but it's also really captivating and you still learn something in the process. So definitely go and check it out. Because I'm just so grateful for this community. I constantly sit in awe at what God is doing as I see you guys connect and learn and just grow in singleness and dating. It is so cool to be in this journey walking alongside one another. So just want you guys to all know you are so special to me. I love you. Our team's up to really big things this month for the fall season. Can't wait and we will see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 